If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the GOAT Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a GOAT, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubinville, and welcome to another episode of the GOAT Consulting Podcast right here in VC Productions in studio in Nashville, Tennessee. You did that so well. Thank you so much. We're excited for you to be here today. Uh, I already feel lonely with Jeremy being being gone, if you listen to those past episodes, we hope that you do and learn so many things from from Jeremy Qualls, creating an exit ramp for every student. What a powerful idea. Mm. On Spotify, YouTube, Podbean. Yeah, yeah. thank all, you. All the Anywhere different you ways. Listen. So. Tell your friends, your lovers, leave us a comment right now. Pause it right now. Boom. Say something nice, please. Make, make it happen. We, uh, we're we excited you're here with us today. At the table, as always, is my good friend Tyler Burnett. Oh. Let me get that out again. Tyler <laughs> Tyler Burnett. Tyler is Or the, from uh, Coach Pete, you would call me Bernie. <laughs> My friend Bernie is here at the table <laughs> today. Right. Wearing the uh, the GOAT brand as, as the founder and CEO of the GOAT family of brands. And uh, to the left, as always, is it a new shirt? It's a new shirt. Nashville Soccer Club? Nashville Soccer Club. Ah. Leaning behind that for a second. We'll okay. get into it. Okay. All right. Finishing it up early over there. Yeah. They're asking a sponsor. You know, we'll see. Ah. See how they do. Ah. Well, that's exciting. You are the, the whisperer, and you just started to whisper right there. You are the calming force to our show. And like a kitty cat. Yeah, yeah he is the kitty cat. Not even sure uh, how that – come on, let's go. We're uh, we're glad you're Happening. here. We are a quick cast. We're a car ride to work and a car are ride we? home. Are we? I don't know. Well, Jeremy, you know, you get Jeremy Qualls on the, on the call, and it's going to go over. That's just part of it. I love him. Incredible. What great stories. Stories are great vehicles that help explain change. And we're talking about change today. Today, the change is around mastering a difficult task. Mm. And that's been the case for, for any parts of our life or relationships or business. 20s get in the game. 30s move up in the game. You mastered some very difficult tasks in your 30s, didn't you? In our 40s, we move up in the game. In our 50s, we finally say, what is it that I really want? I love it when you say the research says. The research says. That is. It's true. I love that. The research. I'm sorry. I'll make sure I get that right. I don't know why. I just like that extra little tad bit in there. Yeah. Well, somebody taught that to me, and I passed it on to other people. And this came from a a quote or a lady that you (coughs) referenced. Is that right? The – Oh, the, the Mastery of the Difficult Task? Yes. Yes, Susan Harder yes. is her name, who is a goat. And since you interrupted me, I will let you know that goats in sports are easy to see. Okay. Because they uh, <laughs> they elevate the play of those around them. But yes, in business, it's people that compete on unique perspective, unique education, and unique experience. What they do gives them energy. It gives other people energy, creating new levels of challenge and new levels of opportunity. And that is exactly what Susan Harder did in the 1970s with her theory called competence motivation theory. Mm. And it's in a theory. Say more about that. Yeah, it's a theory that asserts this, that in human beings, once you teach someone how to master one skill, they want to naturally master another. I think the takeaway for business, for life, for relationships is really simple. It starts with asking yourself, what do you want to master? 
and then building a way to do that. Hmm. I don't know. I may push back a little bit on old Su- Susie Q. <laughs> push back. I, I might say, oh, wow. Um, I'm, I might say that, and let me share a goat and then maybe justify my, um, my pushback a bit. So my goat, and we're just coming off, we're close to coming off the, the Winter Olympics. There's some controversy around it. Don't send me your hate mail if you're, you know, boycotting the Olympics. Plenty of cool stories, and one of them is Sean White, who is a 35-year-old, five-time Olympian. So for 20 of his 35 years, he has been in the Olympics. He's a three-time gold medalist in the halfpipe snowboarding. He holds the world record for the most X Game gold medals and Olympic gold medals by a snowboarder. He started snowboarding at the age of five. Yeah. I You're, I was You were proving my point. I was found hiding in a closet when my family couldn't find me for, for three hours with a bushel of bananas. At that point, when they found me, there were peels all over because I had eaten about 47 bananas in a closet. While Sean White began his mastery of snowboarding. And here's what I might ask and be curious with Susan. Is it a bushel of bananas? Yeah, it is now. Okay. So I might say... I might say, Susan, like, what do you tell a 35-year-old person who's in his fifth Olympics, three-time gold medalist, uh, literally no one has ever medaled more in in X Games and Olympics more than him, started 20, well, 30 years ago. He's 35 today. He still believes he's mastering his task. So what I heard you say with Susan is that once you give somebody a task to master – they want to master another one. I might say goats want to continually try to master their own task. And they're going to spend their entire life doing it or the, a large majority of their life before maybe they figure out, you know, obviously this is his last Olympics. He's retired, right? He's 35. He's too old to be an Olympian anymore, apparently, at snowboarding. Yeah. But he has spent his almost 30 years of his 35 years trying to master that task. That's what makes him a goat. So you said you're going to push back. In my mind, everything that you just said supports everything that I asserted in Harder's Competence Motivation Theory. But before you respond, let me just say this. Yeah. I did a little digging. I came prepared today. Oh, thank God. <laughs> well, I did it for you. Um <laughs> Harder's competence motivation theory, Susan Harder, was built upon a theory developed by a guy named Robert White in 1959. And for those of you that are looking for an easy way to understand the difference between concepts and theories, concepts are big picture ideas. Theories are big picture ideas that have been tested to be proven true or not true. And what what Robert White in 1959 examined was how people desire to have a lasting effect upon the environment, especially through competency. This is John Byers. How do I have a lasting effect on the environment? According to White, and this goes right back to your point. Robbie, Robbie White. According to your, yes, Robbie White. According to White, the competency is motivated by self-rewarding behaviors included, including a desire for challenge, curiosity, mastery, and playfulness. Mm. Check. 
Agree. There you go. But, but would Susan say that Sean at some point probably figured, I mean, when you are a three-time gold medalist for your for your thing, if that's me, I'm thinking I'm the GOAT, right? Like I, nobody exists in the world today that's better than me, and yet he still said, I want to get better. Well, she, she elaborated on White's um, idea and theory and her own later in her career saying that when you're looking at somebody like the skier that you're talking about, yeah, the reason that they have he would be offended if you said that he was. Kind of <coughs> I don't watch. I don't watch the Olympics. Um, but we can do another. <laughs> we can do another episode on that. But uh, the reason that the skier can operate at the level that they do is that there's a combined internalization of self self regulated skills like self judgment self-reinforcement, self-set mastery goals, and the socialization, the history of the socialization. That's powerful stuff. That's going to take – you need to pause the episode right here and just – Self-judgment. Yeah. That's easy to understand. We all do it. What we now know is that self-judgment has a huge impact on what we choose to master or not. I'm really good at it, and I tell you what I'm the, what I'm the best at and is judging myself – at certain things, and then putting that same judgment on others. Yeah, and that of course. Sucks. That really sucks, and I'm so good at it, and I well, don't, I don't like saying it. I love the true. frame: self judgment, self reinforcement. What we wake up and reinforce ourselves every day. Self set mastery. What do you set for yourself? What's the takeaway for people that have small children? You, you know, I used to, in in my f- previous life, I would say I think it's ridiculous that Tiger Woods' dads dad put those clubs in his hands at five years old but you know what he was right he was right to do it based on competence motivation theory he nailed it and speaking of of dad so my grandpa my, my dad was never really in the pictures i grew up so my mom's dad my grandpa and have shared about him on this he's been a goat of mine on one of these episodes but any anytime i think about doing anything and this is not in like a shaming way but anytime I think about doing anything, I hear his grisly voice in the back of my head saying, do it right, J.D., do it right. So whether we, growing up, we would change the oil in my car, which is part of the reason I, I do not ever change the oil in my car today. Uh, do you we know would, how to? I, I probably could not do it. No, but I, I did I at one point or change the brakes in the car or cutting the grass or whatever it was. Like he set me on a path. Today, whether I'm doing the, the dishes or I'm following through on a promise to a client, training for an Ironman, whatever it is, like I hear that voice in the back of my head, do it right. Do this with excellence. Yeah. I can't even finish a workout. With, like if I'm supposed to do five miles on a run, I can't do five. I've got to do 5.1 just to make sure like my watch doesn't – cut me short because god forbid i go to stop the run and i'm at 4.99 like it's my ocd but it mm-hmm. comes from no, do it's it not right your... do it excellent yeah additionally harder contends that appropriate praise and feedback by the child's custodian especially the parent helps infuse a sense of independence the freedom promotes the use of self-defined goals 5.1 miles and attempts that are free of adult intervention this will by extension, be capable of monitoring their own mastery attempts 
have the ability to judge their own personal competency using their own internal criteria and learn how to reinforce successful attempts. John Byers trading Mike Drop for a marathon. I don't do marathon. Triathlon. There we go. Again, something that I don't I don't watch. Football, basketball, maybe a little baseball. Tyler? Y'all blown my mind today. <laughs> I mean, y'all well, got there, so no, deep there, in the roots. You may not want to get deep into this, but one of the things you've shared on the on a past episode is and I fully agree. You may not have said this part of it, but I fully think that one of the most difficult things on the planet to do that's outside of our own heads, right? And you know, outside of relationship connection, those kind of things, is to hit a baseball. And mm-hmm. you've said it before. They they tell you to how do how do you put they it? They give you a round ball and a round bat and tell you to hit it square. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> is there any is there anything in sports that's more difficult to do than that? Game. Um. You know, no. obviously there's a lot of arguments, right? Hockey is extremely difficult. Golf yes. is It's all got difficult. its heart. It's, yeah, for sure. But, but you've uh, got to make a sec you've got to make a decision within point zero zero two seconds but that ball. Scientifically is leaving. it's I mean, impossible it, to hit a baseball going yeah. ninety five miles an hour. Or or more. Yeah. Scientifically impossible. And yet you did. And there's Wait, probably a what? lot of lessons. It's scientifically impossible. And you did it? Well, I mean <laughs> Are you with us? You know, he's, you know he played baseball before, right? Yeah, he's a legend. I faced several people throwing 100 miles an hour. He's a Lexington um, legend. So, yeah, it's it just takes a, an incredible amount of, of preparation, practice, study, um, re- but really more than anything, just hard work. Just practice and practice and practice and practice and practice. So let's formalize what you just said because I wrote down a few things. and In fact, in doing some homework on this episode, I was looking up – some things and Forbes actually wrote For, oh Forbes wrote an article uh, and it's titled "How to" and if it was the number one search on Google, "How to Quickly Master a Difficult Task." And I felt really angry. That's what the world wants to do, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's fast food, it's microwave dinners, it's the, how do we get to point A to point B? And let me tell you, the first practical mobile is offices. That's not true. You cannot master a task quickly. Period. I will fight you on that, Forbes. You were wrong. Not Forbes coaches counsel. You you were never wrong. Our good friend Colby is a member. Thank you, thank there. you. That was but nice. That was Forbes nice. Thank overall, you for that. You need to retract this this article. So here, but here here are a few things that I did write right, and I think it lines up with what Tyler just shared. First of all, this is going to sound like a broken record. You build a habit or habits, right? If you mm-hmm. want to master master a difficult task, you build a habit. Colin Powell said. When asked, what do I have to do by one of his uh, young cadets to be successful in life, he said, buy two alarm clocks. That was his only answer. Why? Because it's building a habit for yourself. Engage others. Colby, we talked about this on an earlier episode, right? Get others in the boat with you. Coach, friends, spouse, or the canoe. Um, Tyler, you just mentioned this. Practice. I suck at most things that I do the first time. And I probably believe that about most people. Nobody put on a snowboard when they were five years old for the first time and was great at it. Oh, yeah. You suck at things the first time you do them. So practice. So you build the habits, engage others, practice, and then I wrote shift perspective. So like failure equals success. There's benefit in being wrong. And I wrote regret as a tool. Regret 
use regret as a tool, right? Like Brene Brown said recently, I thought this was great. A life without regret is a life without reflection. Because once you hit five, this is cognitive. I know we've mentioned the five. You eat a lot of bananas. Yes. Once you hit five, you actually start to develop regrets for the rest of your life. Before five, you don't. Totally get it, right? I was not sad, regretful, (laughs) shame, nothing that I was found in the closet that day with a bushel of bananas. (laughs) We probably need, by the way, we probably need a whole episode on regret. But I'm learning that regret is a tool. And if we shift our perspective on regret, and by the way, um, we regret studies show, research shows, that we regret more of what we don't do than what we do. Yeah, I've read that. And I think I regret not getting up at five a.m. and working out this morning. Yeah. You should. We had that com- not didn't have the yeah. exact conversation, but very very upset. I will you. spend days regretting not uh, regretting missing a workout, and it's worth me losing two or three hours of sleep to get it in. You said that. I, I just it's just me, and it sucks. I'm not sure I like that about myself, but it's true. Yeah. And so, anyway, I think that may be one of the biggest things we battle is sleep. No doubt. Yeah. Going to sleep at night, but then regretting it in the morning when you have to get up, you know? Yeah. We're uh, kind of stuck on Ozark right now. Oh, God. It's and so my good. wife is like, we got to watch the next episode. And I'm like, yeah. no, we don't. we got to go to bed. Right. Um, but that's kind of the bad habit I fall into occasionally. I get, you know, obsessed with the show or, or we get yeah. obsessed with the show. It's easy to do. It's like, golly, just cut Netflix it off. originals. It's Hulu, a habit. Hulu originals. Yeah, it's a habit. Paramount originals. Nothing wrong with, with binging on a show every now and then. Right? Every now and then. Who's your goat? Well, it's Sean White. Okay. We talked about this. So but, but quickly, just on the just to recap, just So that's your goat too, the ten, skier? Ten more seconds. Okay. He's not a skier. He would be so offended. <laughs> what do you say? He's he snowboarder. He snowboarder. snowboarder. You don't know who Sean White is? It no. is a different well, sport. Hey, it is a I'm different from Mobile, sport. dude. We don't want to see snow. Do you know what skiing is? <laughs> I don't want to. Four things. Water? Build a habit. Engage others, coach, friend, spouse, somebody, all of the above. Number three, practice. And number four, shift perspective. Maybe that how you view failure, how you view regret. If you don't have regrets, maybe you're not. You do have regrets, but view them in such a way. Reflect on the life. Those are my things. That's okay. my takeaway. Very good. Practicals. Who's your goat? My goat is Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Heard of him. And uh, the difficult things. Yeah. I mean, it's it's difficult with somebody guarding you to hit fadeaway shots at the buzzer and along with the stress and everything else that goes with it. And uh, from an ath- athlete perspective, he's probably one of the most prepared people on the planet ever Yeah, at his, his task. You know, Tim uh, – uh, was Tim Grover his coach? Was Tim Grover one of his coaches? Don't know the answer to that. Uh, I'm trying to think of who one of his personal coaches was, but um, – after Kobe, he would tell he would tell people that they needed to be there at three o'clock for a workout. That's right. And people wouldn't show up at they'd show up at three p.m. He's like, I don't think you get it. Yeah. Mm. A day starts at midnight, twelve oh one, to your five point one mile deal, but uh, starts at twelve oh one. I expect you to be here at three. But there's just nobody that worked harder than mm. in the in the game of basketball. There may be some more talented people. You know, maybe it's but look at Michael Jordan's story too. I mean, not playing in high school. To the story about Jack, I mean, hopefully Jack, you know, watched that Michael Jordan show that oh, they yeah, had out, the and he, there's there's got to be something in there a little bit that makes him want to be there at nine thirty at night, and thinks about that. You know, there's been plenty of people who 
weren't great high school players and then were legends. You know, go, go, uh, and and I think those two are great examples. And I would I would say if if either or both were sitting here today, if that was even possible, they would say mastery of a task that creates a goat never ends. Yep. Well, look at Colonel Sanders. He couldn't get his chicken in any restaurants he tried to go to, and he started KFC at sixty-two years old. I mean, that's mastering a difficult task. Getting eating eating Colonel Sanders would be mastering a difficult task, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I mean, but I think that's a really cool story. I mean, you know? no offense. I just... Eating Colonel Sanders. <laughs> well, the chicken. The chicken. <laughs> the, the chicken. I want to come full circle. I want to bring it all together. And my goat, since neither of you were nice enough to ask, nor Davey, who's running the board for us today from VC Studios, VC Production in studio with VC Production, um, is uh, a quote that usually is tied to uh, the author of The Great Gatsby, which is F. Scott, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yes, who we referenced in an earlier yes. episode. And this is the quote. I'll read it to you. For what it's worth, it's never too late, or in my case, too early, to be whoever you want to be. There's no time limit. Start whenever you want. You can change or stay the same. There are, new, there are no rules to this thing. We can make the best or the worst of it. I hope you make the best of it. I hope you see things that startle you. I hope you feel things you never felt before. I hope you meet people who have a different viewpoint, and I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you're not, I hope you have the courage to start all over again. Mm. And when I read that, it made me think about competence motivation theory. And it made me think about um, the skier (laughs) that you talked about earlier. And I'm I'm glad that made made you laugh, Tyler. For God's sakes, he's a snowboarder. The snowboarder. That that actually, my goat, that was written by... um, a guy named Eric Roth, who was a screenplay writer. Okay. So yeah, let's end there for today. Let's, let's take the that. plane and bring it to the ground. Southwest Airlines, thank you so, very much. Dang, you're f- free to move about the country. Uh, for uh, Tyler Burnett and <laughs> John Byers, uh, we hope you go out and master one thing today. I'm Colby Jubenville, and this is the Go Consulting Podcast. Oh.